Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I wonder why that, that's, you know, if there's no collusion here in the NFL, I wonder if what Key just said is, the, is you know, if you want to be charitable to the owners, generous in spirit, and say, well, they're not actually colluding. One of the things that may be cooling the market is what Key just said. Nobody gets rid of a prime quarterback, a great quarterback in the prime of their careers. So either they think, look, he's, they're just going to sign him back no matter what. Let's not waste our time. Or they think, well, why is he even available? Right? What do they know that we don't know? Why are they making him available? Is, is, it, a, is it not colluding uh, just if there is a, a, a general uh, sense among owners that we're not going to allow quarterbacks no, to reset be the market? Yeah, exactly. Collusion's got to be communication. Well, you, you got to realize, though, too, that when you, when you know that the Ravens aren't going to let him go out, right, you, 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 you know they're not going to do it. No one gets – this isn't Jay Cutler we're talking about leaving Denver for Chicago. This is not that. This is a totally different situation. So if I step out and I want to sign Lamar to an offer sheet, I now have to absorb whatever that cap number is that messes up my cap in the middle of free agency and before the draft. Mm -hmm. I eat up whatever that number is. Now I can't sign anybody. You're frozen. Yeah. I am basically frozen. Yeah. I, until so, if you don't believe you're not, you're going to get them. Why do it? So why why even do it? Yeah, well, I mean, listen. So what you're pointing yeah. to is maybe it's not collusion. Maybe it is, but if it's not, maybe it's just that the structure that the league put in place to suppress, well, to to, to not suppress salaries because it's capped anyway. It doesn't matter what you pay the quarterback. You have a certain amount of money you you beyond which you can't spend. So. So it's designed to control players, right, and control player movement. Mm-hmm. And it's working. So this whole notion that when Deshaun Watson signed that 230 guaranteed that the floodgates are going to open, doesn't seem like that's the case, does it? Well, we don't it's, know what's going to happen it, here yet. It's like, different, Jay. It depends, on how, it depends on how you look at it, right? Deshaun Watson's situation is unique. Exactly. Because the Houston Texans did not want to move on from Deshaun. He wanted to move on from them. And then when everything started happening in his personal life, it got crazy. And so now the Texans are like, yeah, we got we to gotta do something with this. And originally he was going to go to Atlanta. And then he came back around and Cleveland said, we need a quarterback so bad, we're willing to do whatever it takes to get to trump the Atlanta Falcons. So essentially he was a free agent, mm-hmm. even though he was under contract with the Houston Texans and they got compensation for him. He was somewhat basically a free agent. There was yes. a handful of teams Understood. that was courting his services. Think about that. In this situation with Lamar, there's the salary cap eating up the salary cap space so you can't sign other guys. And you know that the Baltimore Ravens are not trying to give him away or lose him. No, that's a good point. With Deshaun Watson, you didn't have to freeze your cap. You'd have to for freeze the whole. It. That's a really good point, and that's and that's a big difference that I haven't considered until you just said that. Um, if I were Lamar Jackson, the more I think about it, I wouldn't do a thing, and I certainly wouldn't play even if I had to sit out a year mm-hmm. because you don't want to be the first one to the table, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Everyone's coming up right now. So if I'm Lamar, I'm like, no, 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 this is what we'll do. We'll let these guys get paid first since y'all don't want to pay me anyway. 
And, and apparently there'll be no offer sheet. I'm not just going to take your arbitrary, we think you're worth this offer. Let's see what Joe Burrow gets. Let's see what Jalen Hurts gets. Let's see what Justin Herbert gets, and I, I, then we'll talk. Why would you take I can almost guarantee deal? y'all, both mm-hmm. of y'all, I, got, I found my right arm, so I got it again. Yeah. I can bet y'all my right arm that a guy like Jalen Hurts is going to get crazy guaranteed money. Crazy guaranteed money. Like what's crazy guaranteed money? What's Two. that mean? Two? Close to two hundred million, you know, one eighty five, one ninety, something like Kyler that. Kyler Murray got one eighty nine. I think Kyler was was it one eighty or one sixty something. I think he got one sixty guaranteed. Was it one? I thought it was one. It, it, it was a lot. That's was what I do know. But maybe you're right. But but what I was going to say is, the difference in Deshaun's deal is the five years that's on his contract is fully guaranteed. 160 guaranteed. 160 for Kyle. Guaranteed. Well, so, so it's 160. So, it was, yeah. Yeah. so he'll get 180. Mm-hmm. Call it 180. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' deal won't be a four year 180. It'll be a 180 guaranteed in the first three years, first four years on like a seven year pack, which forget the last three years. He'll be up again. Re-up. Just it forget again. the last three years. Just go, and like I think what, what when you did, say, Jay, again. Yep. when you say, Jay, they want the fully guaranteed money. The fully guaranteed money is the first couple years that the money is guaranteed. You package it up different ways. You're forget exactly right. the last three years or the two years and all. I want the money that's guaranteed to me in the first part of my contract. That's, and that's, that's fine, the but way that, that you got to look be, at. But whatever that number is going to be, it's going to be higher after Hertz and Burrow and Herbert and all these dudes get paid. So if I'm Lamar, I'm not in a rush to get back to the Ravens, right? Oh, well, we'll give you this three-year deal and we'll guarantee you 146. No, no, I'm good. I'm just, I might sit out a year. Well, Mike By the way, came, he's been hurt a little recently. It might do him some good to Mike sit out Tannenbaum a year. Mike Tannenbaum came on our show last hour and said that he would look to give him a three-year, $120 million deal. And I, I scoffed at that. Yeah, no, no, no. He, I think Mike. I think Mike's just throwing the numbers out there. But it's more. It's more like a three-year. He would probably be north of Aaron Rodgers, which is fifty. Aaron is about fifty on an average, fifty and some change. I would probably push Lamar up to fifty-five. So right. what is that? Three 165. years. Sixty-five. Huh? That sounds right. Three, three years, years a buck sixty-five. Yeah, three yeah. years a buck sixty-five. But here's also what I would do. Difference in what Mike T said. If he's throwing out numbers, he's a GM. I would scoff. Yeah, at that, but I don't know? think I think right. Mike was just saying it though. He wasn't because there's no way that's less than Kyler Murray. That's less than Russell Wilson. That's less than Aaron Rodgers. There's no way yeah. if Lamar ain't gonna sign for the one thirty-three. Why would he sign for one twenty? But I'm so going, you, if they say 165 over three, that might get it done, right? Because he's going to go back into you, that. In, yeah, in and year here's part three of anyway. that. And part of that 165 over three, you cannot franchise tag right, me. Right. You yeah. get certain things. And I don't. In, in the no trade clause, all I, that, then we can get that deal done. Because you're going to see me in 24 months anyway. Because I'm going to light the NFL ass up, and you're going to come back at me with another three, four hundred million. That's just. That's the way I would look at it NBA-like. Hey, Brenton Tacoma has something to say. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What's up, Brent? Um, hey, look, so here's what I'm – here's my question is, for Lamar, what's what's more important? I mean, if you're sitting here looking at these two mountains you're going to climb that you want to get accomplished is, one, do you want to get one of these contracts that uh, Kyler Murray's got and Russell Wilson's got – on your own without an agent because that's precedent setting or are you trying to go um, get a higher deal than Deshaun Watson? But I think the difference, I mean, there's, it's got to be 
one of the two because you can't accomplish both. I don't you don't think, think you can, can get, get to the Sean Watson done. money without an agent? I don't. I don't. And I, you know, and if he does think he can do that, I mean, I, I would love to hear why he thinks that. I mean, he must see a chink in the armor from afar that he thinks there's a soft spot that I can penetrate this from and maybe get this deal done. But I just think he's got to prove at some point. I mean, admit at some point. That I, I don't. I don't know don't, that he's. I don't see this working out the way. The interesting, the interesting thing, Brent, is I don't know, and I don't think any of us know, if he's really, truly trying to get a Deshaun Watson deal. We don't know that. We don't know that at all. I know we assume that based on Deshaun signing and what they did with Deshaun in Lamar's situation, so we put them together, and we just automatically assume he wants the same type of deal and better. Maybe he wants a four-year deal 200 million fully guaranteed. Maybe he wants 250 over three years. We don't know what yep. the real number is. That's right. And But the, to the other point, that he needs an agent, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, was on the show a little while ago, and he agrees with Brent. Listen. You may not need an agent, but boy, I think he needs one right now. And, and that treat was a good example of it. He deserves to get paid by any metrics. His age, his accomplishments, his character, on-field, off-field. And it's disappointing that it's had us to go to Twitter. And if I'm Baltimore, I am still trying to get a long-term deal done. And to me, when I look at this, guys, I see a compromise roughly about 123 to $125 million fully guaranteed on a three-year deal, much the way Kirk Cousins signed a fully guaranteed deal when he left Washington and went to Minnesota five years ago. Yeah, I think he's basing that. Well, first of all, he says he needs it. Like, it, I don't well, think Lamar all, goes to an agent right. because if he goes to an agent <laughs> hey, now and gets a deal, it's going to make hey, him look bad. He's telling hey, it from Jay. such a GM perspective. You hear him, Keith? Yeah. so disappointed. Oh, my goodness. I'm it's surprised not, you didn't say go to Miami to save taxes. Our, our ears look, work at the same stuff, Key. But wait, Toe It's Jay. disappointing he had to go to what? social media. But wait, Toe Jay. He doesn't have an agent, so he went to social media. How many dudes you know got agents that go to social media? Everybody. With, but in the everybody, negotiation. Everybody. But everybody. But he's doing even the, dudes the that got agents, Max. Even dudes that got agents will tweet out yes. whatever so it did. is. Huh? Kyler did. Exactly. So there you go. Kyler got an agent, and what did he say? He did Bump this, thing. I need my money. So go. it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you got an agent as far as that stuff goes. Guys going to do what they're going to do. The agent works for you. You don't work for the agent. B in Vermont. You're on KJM. Hey, Keyshawn, listen. I think he should get paid more than the guy in Seattle. You know what I mean? What they guy put in him Seattle? down for $45 million. Geno Smith. That oh, he should get. Face. They're not oh, paying. Really? But Geno's not a he top He should get more than Geno Smith. Yeah, no Geno doubt. Smith is getting 45 Yeah, but he's getting a fake 45 That ain't even a real 45 That's yeah. a That's an average. Oh, you think it's fake? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I would it, it, It's about the guaranteed money, B. It's about the guaranteed money in the first part of the deal. Cincinnati, Seattle can get out of that deal after next season if they choose to do it's so. It's twenty-seven point three million fully guaranteed at signing. It's nowhere. Yeah, you know, it's not, he's got the offer yesterday. The offer on the fra- on the ex- non-exclusive franchise tag is like that. Yeah, you know? that, that, it Lamar's sounds cute. At the top of the market. Yeah, yeah. sounds cute. Forty-five million. It's like, well, hold on, man. <laughs> I know about the fake numbers because my average looked a certain way, and it wasn't no damn way I was averaging that. Right, get that money. It wasn't happening. You know who came up with all these numbers and the fake numbers was Jerry Jones because he got once he got the salary cap through, he needed to figure out a way to finagle Deion Sanders under the cap and came out with like the prorated if you extend it this many years. That's where it all started. 
How a coach who almost quit has his team on the cusp of a national championship. You're going to hear from him coming up. KJN. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Time runs out! Florida Atlantic! FAU! Feels amazing, you know, this is a group of guys that just love to work, you know, love to compete. Awesome! The ninth team seated ninth or lower to reach the Final Four. Unreal! Dusty Mays Owls are going to the Final Four! You rely on faith, you believe it's going to happen, but you never really know. Sound courtesy of Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Florida Atlantic head coach. We playing Rick Ross for uh, for Dusty. Dusty May, ladies and gentlemen. Morning, coach. Hey guys, how are you? Doing, doing good, well, Dusty. Well. Congrats on everything. I appreciate it. So it's been a wild ride. I can imagine. Before we get into your team, I read a story about how you wanted to quit hours after accepting the job in 2018. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us a story about that moment? Yeah, I'll give you the quick version. So we, we come in the night before, and I was, I was a, at a great spot at the University of Florida for Coach White. We had a, a really good team coming back. My kids were in high school and junior high. I was tired of moving, and I just kind of on a whim said, you know what, I'm going to go check it out just to make sure. My wife and I drove down to Boca. We got kicked off on A1A in Delray Beach. And if you've been to Delray Boca area, you know what that's like. So we're driving and we fall in love with the area. That evening we met with some important people, loved the people, had a great feel. And then the next morning we go meet with the board, the president, and by noon they'd offered me a contract. And I'm impulsive anyway. I kind of just go with my gut. It's how I live. And I signed, I called my wife and she was somewhere else. And I said, Hey, they want me to sign the contract. What do you think? And she said, it's up to you. You know, I trust your, your instincts. So I signed the contract. We, we are on campus. Our campus is amazing. Then we come over to the basketball facilities and, and our, there was almost like a pickup game was going on with some of the players and some random dudes. And it wasn't a very good pickup game. The facilities were, it was a mess at that point because the AD had just gotten hired. Everything was in transition. And then we go to the weight room, the locker room, and everything, and, and realize that at that point we had JUCO facility, you know, bad JUCO facilities, 
and just the every all that rolled into one. I, I just thought it was too hard of a job. I wouldn't be able to get it done. So yeah, I, I actually broke down into tears. Told my wife I'm not good enough, and here we are. And now you're in the final four. You know, you know, Dusty. It's crazy about these runs because these storylines become bigger and bigger and bigger, and everybody tries to own a smaller piece of you, right? So my wife obviously is from Indiana. And uh, she was like, well, did you know that he was a, a, a former Bobby Knight student manager at IU? And, you know, I didn't even know if Key knows this. And you were administrative assistant at USC, and then you go back to IU. Um, yeah, yeah, you knocked us out of the Final Four. It was the, the, the Elite Eight game. I was on that staff. You were on that staff? <laughs> I was on that staff, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got hot that game. How how was uh, – yeah, it was a good game. You guys had a hell of a team that year, too. How, how was your time at IU with Bobby Knight? Like, what, what are some of the principles that you learned there? And obviously, you carry along with your team today at FAU. Well, obviously, just with his presence and his standards, you're on your toes and you're thinking ahead and anticipating and problem solving at all times. Because if, if you don't have the answer before the question, then uh, you're probably going to get an earful. And so it, it makes everyone better. Obviously, the, the, the times have changed, and, and people are different now, but uh, I had an unbelievable experience. It was like you know being in a, a master's coaching class where you're taking notes every single day. You're, you're working 48 hours a week, 40 to 80 hours a week just trying to learn and grow. Coach, what, what, uh, tell us a little bit about Michael uh, Forrest and what he's meant to the program so far. Well, Mike was the guy who was our first signee here. He's a local kid, and the, he was my first call after I got the job. I called him and said, Mike, would you be uh, uh, interested in coming over and checking out FAU? And he said, I don't know, maybe. And I said, don't you live five minutes away? You at least come over and check it out. And he said, let me check with my parents. So that was kind of our start. But he's, he's a guy that he started as a point guard as a freshman. We brought him off the benches. Uh, I'm sorry, we moved him to two guard as a sophomore. We brought him off the bench as a senior. He, uh, as a junior. He started again as a senior, and now this year he's coming off the bench as a sixth man. So he's just one of those guys. He's got an engineering degree. Uh, he's had a great career, but he just does whatever the team needs. His minutes have been cut. His shots have been cut to the lowest point of his career, but he's just bought into winning and leaving a legacy. Dusty May, Florida Atlantic head coach, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Dusty, I, I got to ask you this. Um, you know, you just told us that riveting story about how you didn't believe that you were good enough before you became the head coach at FAU. And have you pinched yourself yet, man? Like just like a human to human moment here. Did you ever, you know, when we your, landed, yeah. did you ever in your ahead, in I'm your right. mind or in the world believe that your team would have a chance to compete for a Final Four? Yet alone, somebody's coming out between you and SDS, you and San Diego State, and have a chance to have a compete for a national championship game. I can't even get the words out of my mouth. It's that exciting. Well, it's happened twice when we landed back. In, in Boca, I was technically West Palm Sunday night or Saturday, whatever we landed. I'm sorry, it's a blur. And I, and I just looked over my wife and, and my three boys were with us, and I just said, are we really going to be playing in Houston, Texas, Saturday in the Final Four? That's really what we're doing next because as coaches, it's always what's next, the next recruit, the next cycle, whatever the case. And she just kind of smiled and said, yeah, it's, it's real. And so there's been a couple of those moments, but it, it's like that for five seconds, and then you're, you're moving on to the next thing. Um. So let's talk about the next thing. What's going to be the key for your offense against that San Diego State defense? 
Well, if you if you drive bad spacing, they're taking the ball, so we can't have any live ball turnovers. But we've got to generate big gaps. We've got to cut. Uh, just do what we do, except do it a little bit better because of their phys- their physicality and, and and they can guard the ball. That's really unique where they keep it out of the lane and they defend the three point line so well. So uh, it, it's it's a tough defense, a very well coached team. So um, you know we're 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 accustomed to playing any style that we feel like we'll be able to make it a game whether it's up and down or or grind it out. Dusty, you guys embracing the nickname the Beach Boys? Is is it there yet, or are you trying to push that away? No, actually, it's a, it's a running joke. Another coach said that about our guys, and they took it personal. These guys take everything personal. It's what makes them great. And they, they called us. They said then they let it fly. They're down there by the beach. They're kind of like the Beach Boys, you know. And, and so they took that as he was calling us soft. Well, we may have spun it that way a little bit, but so we've kind of adopted the mantra where the Beach Boys on offense, but we're pit bulls on defense. So Ooh, the, okay. the guys have had fun with it. I like that. Dusty May, ladies and gentlemen, FAU head coach deep in this tournament. few more hurdles to go. Best of luck, coach. Good luck to you, Dusty. Thank you, guys. Big fan here. All right, That's well, amazing. Thank you, coach. Yeah. Wow. I, I completely forgot about that. Uh, he was administrative assistant at USC, uh, Sam Clancy, and had a hell of a squad that year that we got a chance to win it. You played college ball? Because he, he just said you yeah, played pretty beat well. beat them in the Sweet 16. Wow. Never knew that about you. Yeah. Shocking. Amazing. Continue to learn things about yeah. me each day. Yes, and you were good, apparently. I was fairly decent. Key and I were decent athletes. Matter of fact, so don't, talk about, me. don't mention, talk about don't, me. Don't talk about me. Don't talk about me. I don't need people to know anything about my career. Jay was top 14 point guard? Wow. <laughs> On what, what What do you mean? Out of, like, what? <laughs> the oh, college boy. basketball season is winding down, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. The Wendy's Wooden Watch is brought to you by Wendy's. Two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. Watch this tease coming up, Jay. Go ahead, Max. Speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Give us your top landing spot for Lamar Jackson. 888-SAY-ESPN. How's that? Is that simple enough for you? That's good. I like that. No, I was expecting something different, but that's okay. Based on our guest that's coming up. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I do believe, no matter what Lamar Jackson is saying right now about he wants to be traded, at the end of the day, I strongly believe that he'll be wearing that purple and black uniform come September. Pay me my money if you love me. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, you can give us your top landing spot for Lamar Jackson. Call us at 888-ESPN-729-3776. We're joined now 
by three-time Super Bowl champ Devin McCourty. Morning. What up, Dev? Man, y'all got, y'all got that good intro music. Come on, man. man. Doing it over we here. don't play Every around segment. on this show. <laughs> Every Black segment. Continue. By the way, yeah, l- listen. I remember the original, though. You know, I have to mention that every time. Every single time. <laughs> I rule the Every run. Every time we hear the song, you <laughs> mention true. the original. Sure, <laughs> I remember the original. It's not a lie. <laughs> How surprised? Like, what do you think about Lamar requesting a, a trade from the Ravens? I wasn't surprised. I mean, as a player, you're on a team. The whole thought is I'm going to do what I have to do to get to free agency. I want to get paid, get to free agency. So the feeling for if I'm Lamar, I'm like, if they wanted me here, this deal would have been done. It's not done. Let's see if somebody else wants to do this deal. So trade me. Let me see what my value is somewhere else. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I, yeah. You, you, me, and you as players, we we think that way. But I also think like a at times like a front office executive as an owner, general manager, so to speak. I'm not trading Lamar Jackson. Why would I do that? Set myself back 15 years and get fired. What I'm going to make him do is sit and wait and see if he could. Hold out as long as possible into a point where we come to some sort of agreement in the summertime that makes sense for both sides, which for me, he deserves to get every single dime. He should be the highest paid quarterback because he's next in line, but that probably won't happen to the summertime. If, in fact, somebody out there, a team, decides to, to go against what the Ravens want to do and and give him the money he's looking for and give up the two first-round picks. Devin, which team could you see doing that? Um, I see a team like Indy. You know, I think, you know, I saw earlier today, Ursay said yesterday the money wouldn't be a problem. Mm. Um, the guarantee contract would be a problem. And I think that's going to be every team. You know, I think every owner in this league is about the NFL. They're about what they call the shield. They want to see – the league improved. They want to see all of those things more than, you know, the individual team. And I'm sure they were all angry at Haslam for giving Deshaun Watson that contract. Um, but I see a team like Indy, if the contract could be worked out, um, I think they understand, you know, you would have an opportunity to get a franchise quarterback right now. They don't have to go through the whole rebuild. Am I drafting the right guy? Is he going to fit? Um, you kind of fast track to having a quarterback, and now you get to build right away. They're not taking um, the remains of Philip Rivers or something like that. Yeah, like they've done that the last few years. Yeah. So, so Devin, when you say he he doesn't, the money's not an issue, right? We all know the money's not an issue. The guarantee on a fully guaranteed deal is an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. let's say we do a seven year deal, but in the first four years of that seven year deal. He gets $240 million guaranteed with 150 due at signing. Is, is that basically the same as giving him a fully guaranteed deal? Or does he need all seven years guaranteed opposed to the $240-plus million that I'm giving him so he can pass Deshaun on the guaranteed side? I'm McCourty, Lamar Jackson's agent. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I— I've been, I played 13 years. That's how all my contracts were. You know, you, you looked at the first three years, what the guarantee was. That's how you did a contract. Now, I'm very interested. Is Lamar Jackson now saying, I want to change the landscape of the NFL and quarterbacks? I want to be a part of that. I was a, I was a part of the NFLPA for, I think, six years, seven years of my career. That is the talks. Like everyone says, football, we need guaranteed contracts. They go and they throw D. Smith out there. You need to get us. D. Smith's not the guy that can get guaranteed contracts. The next executive director of the NFLPA won't get guaranteed contracts. The only people who can do that are the quarterbacks, and it's the best quarterback. So 
I'm interested, does Lamar Jackson draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not moving off this? And then after that, does Joe Burrow do, do it? Does Justin Herbert do it? that changes the whole landscape of the NFL. Do they start that trend but, but, and say, but, but, but this Devin. is my point, though. This is the sweet spot, though, right? Because I feel like in every negotiation, especially if there's good history, the relationship seems like it works. And sometimes in negotiations, the relationship, the dynamic of the relationship changes, right? Because a player wants something or an employee wants something mm-hmm. and the employer's like, I ain't giving that to you. And then it's, then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Then it's not about the money anymore. It becomes about principle. And to me, it's the same kind of thing with representation. Oh, get representation. Get an agent. And Lamar's like, I'm not getting an agent. It seems like he's a person of principle. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that's enough to say, hey, if y'all don't give me what I want, I'm not going to play? Like, if you didn't get what you want, would you not play? Not me, no. But I think <laughs> for a guy like him, I think he's going to run and, and see how long this road goes. I think eventually yeah. he will play. I think because no matter what, he comes from humble beginnings. He understands, like, let's not leave money on the table. Now he's going to do different tactics and try to figure out a way to get the max amount of money, the max of his worth. But I think eventually he will play. But I think, you know, for him to take this as long as it has gone, you know, two years ago, he played for $1.7 million. Hmm. If it wasn't principal and it was just money, he would have sat out that year and said, I just want my money. But I think for him, there was a principal, a part of this of if I do play this out and I get to free agency and I get an opportunity to now cash in, I want to cash in. And I think we've seen that. And he's doing everything he can to try to max out that value. Devin McCourty with us, three-time Super Bowl champion. Patriots. Oh, Patriots. God. Here we go. Oh, she, here he we knows go. I'm champing at the bit about this one. Look, yeah, here, just, I just want you to know. Let before me, he starts, he's gonna go. It's yeah, man. I'm it's, all, it's always a good day when we talk Patriots. That's, I'm not. I'm, I'm not scared to look at hey, even Devin? the greatest of all time. Hey, now, Devin. No, he's see, about to go as dark me. as me and you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. Definitely. I would say once upon a time it was definitely, and then Brady left, and it's like, well, what are you going to do without the GOAT? What is anybody going to do without a great quarterback? Well, okay, Bill Parcells won wherever he went. Andy Reid won in multiple places, right? Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, but he's the GM. Go get your quarterback. Lamar Jackson's available. Matt Stafford was available. Aaron Rodgers was available. He wound up. He, instead of all those. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. uh, uh, Oh, but um, so, so let's not make an excuse of quarterbacks. He has the quarterback he has. He drafted him. He buys the groceries. He cooks the food. He's the GM and the, and and the that coach. And quarterback's rookie year, they went to the playoffs. Did they win a playoff game? No, they went Man, to the playoffs. Man, it doesn't matter. I'm talking to Devin McCourty. I know, but, but you're saying stuff Devin, that just drives me entering, crazy. He, Bill Belichick is entering season 10 in his career as a head coach without Tom Brady. One playoff win. He's now in year four with the Patriots without Tom Brady. Is the expectation now that he wins – one measly playoff game in four years without Brady, two in ten without him? Can he do that? I just think it's interesting because Bill has entered a stratosphere that no one else will enter. We judge a guy on how many games he's won since Tom. And there's other teams, when that franchise that has a quarterback, Peyton Manning, the, the Phillip Rivers, the, like so many of these organizations went straight nosedive until they ended up with a top three to five pick. And that was the only way they turned it around. This team has never been bad enough to draft in the top five. So you say find a quarterback. Usually we say if you draft a quarterback mid-first round, you don't have a guy. That's what people usually say. you got to draft sure. a quarterback 
usually in the top three to five picks, they say. But, Devin, there's been a trade market available for quarterbacks the last since, since Brady left. But, Max, how do quarterbacks you ha- are flying all over the league. He got the dude he got. But That's Max, on how him. Do you, how do you handle the point, though, Max, that Dev is making about the fact that Agreed. they've always been yeah, above he's a victim average? Of, look, look, look. Belichick they, they, can't. They've always been above 500 Belichick to a degree. Belichick can't stink like he can't because he's too good a coach I get it so he's going to be competitive my point is there are other ways to do it you just got to draft the guy there are all these excellent quarterbacks who've switched but then teams. you're only good for a couple years that which we've seen we've never seen a team other than the Patriots continue to be great for 20 years what teams right. have we watched well since they had Brady they were great all those years as soon but as he left I, I, can't, man. I, you, I can't I can't I'm sorry you have to balance that out so yeah he could go and say you know what I'll go get Aaron Rodgers. And then in three years, we'll be back saying, you know, they only won because they wouldn't have gotten Aaron Rodgers. We wouldn't say that's a great move. We'll say they only won, and now they stink again. So, because wait, are you arguing? Because now he's, he's now two games under 500. Huge sample size, 72 and 74 as a head coach without Tom Brady. And I'm including the Matt Castle year, which pumps it up. Otherwise, he's a lot worse than that. So, he's under 500 in a huge sample as a head coach without Brady. And you're telling me that the reason he shouldn't get a good quarterback no, be is because then he won't get credit? No, so, he should stay to, with a mediocre quarterback have, and stay you, mediocre? You have to be patient to build a team up that you want to have sustained success. Right. And I think that's what they're doing. Now, you have a guy like Mac Jones, yes. I will agree with everybody. Last year, the experiment on offense was a bad decision. I think there, there's nothing else around that. But if we have an offensive coordinator last year, we actually have a chance to be a good football team and compete. In you the got AFC. one this year? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Therefore, you're going to win a playoff game this year, right? Because it's year four without yeah. Brady. No playoff wins. It's going to be tough now. Oh, <laughs> now it's going to be tough. Now it's going to be tough. I'm going to be real. The AFC East is tough. If you it's ask tough me, for everybody. Exactly. If you yeah. ask me, I'm, I'm picking the Patriots. I, right. I like what they have. I think they have an opportunity. They return everybody on defense except me. You replace one guy on defense. You get an offensive coordinator. You make some different moves. You get Juju. You get Mike Jusecki. You got a chance now to compete. Can I mention, it's not, can not, I mention one thing? Go ahead. The Giants are in a division with Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Brian Dable been a head coach for one year. No right, Tom man, Brady stop. got a playoff win. Stop, got, stop, got his main playoff win. Now Brady has Bill Belichick. Real quick. Max, is, Mac, is, is, is Mac Jones or, or Bailey Zappi the guy? I think it'll be Mac Jones. Mac Jones will be the guy. Devin McCourty. Are you sure? Am I sure I what you. they will do? I, <laughs> I'm not a, I, you never know what will happen. Uh, but sitting right here, March 28th, I think Mac Jones will be the guy. Mm. Okay. And I playoff told you win, he was yes going to no. go real yes. dark, man. Yes, playoff, yes, playoff win. win. All right, good. But, it, I mean, playoff wins yeah. in New England doesn't matter if you win one playoff game. It's different. For Max, let's start there. Be in the if, let's start, Max, I agree, too, but I'm trying, to lower it. I'm trying to lower the standard for Belichick because everyone's telling me you need to lower the standard now because Brady's not different. So everyone is not telling you that. But let's raise it. Say he's got to win a Super Bowl. Everybody's not telling you that, Max. You're telling yourself that. Okay, fine. Then let's make it a Super Bowl. They're going to win the okay, Super Bowl look, this year? Look, no. look right. at the end of the day, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. But I can yeah. guarantee you, like I said, bringing Bill O'Brien in and Devin McCourty yeah. was on the team. I wasn't on the team. It was a disaster. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running the damn offense. We'll see if at like, the end of on. the career he got a Super Bowl win without Tom Brady. We'll see. Hey, but wait, oh, real quick. Real quick, though, we Devin. See, we, done had, says it. We, we done had two players on this show today from New England. Okay. Countless Pro Bowls, Super Bowl championships, along with all pros. Two guys, you and Teddy Bruschi. And all Max keep talking about is Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady, as if Tom Brady was the only guy on the whole damn team. Drives me nuts. Well, but I didn't think so. I thought he was the greatest coach of all time. I just noticing that he can't seem to win a playoff game without Brady. Thank you, Devin McCourty. (laughs)
Charge Charles Barkley nuts. said that Kevin Durant was Uh-oh. very sensitive. Maybe not as sensitive as Key is about Belichick, but very sensitive. And added that he's, quote, part of a generation who thinks they can't be criticized. Oh, is he right? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Kevin Durant responded to Charles Barkley's criticism on 60 Minutes. Listen to Charles Barkley, Pro Basketball Hall of Famer, and most charismatic, beloved athlete talking since probably Muhammad Ali, right? Here's, he is that. Here's, here's Charles Barkley. He's very sensitive, <laughs> great player. He's part of that generation who think he can't be criticized. He's never looked in the mirror and says, man, was that a fair criticism? We're in agreement today's players are a little more sensitive to criticism than your That generation. would be an understatement. So... KD got back at Chuck, tweeted, What? Still this ain't getting back. tired, Chuck. I'll never respect the words that come out of your mouth, fam. Just deal with it. I, you know, look, here's the thing. Charles Barkley, whatever you say about him or think about him, he will tell you what's on his mind, and he's always been that way. And KD, who I think, I want to be very clear, is a, an interesting guy, as, as Hannibal Lecter said in one of those Silence of the Lambs movies, the world is more interesting with him in it. I'm glad Kevin Durant exists. I, he makes the world and the sports world more interesting. But he is a guy who had a burner account on social media. <laughs> right? Like, that's a fact. And is he sensitive? He's kind of proving Chuck's point when he responds oh, on Twitter. stop. Hey, Key, what do you think about all this? I, I, don't know that he's, I don't know that he's sensitive, but what I would say is why I even be paying attention to it, though? Like, sensitive. I mean, I guess when you pay attention to it, you're sensitive. Like, I guess that's why it is. I'm Kevin Durant. I can care less about what Charles Barkley is saying. Really, I can. But I guess guys feel like they need to say something back. I mean, that's, you know, that's what he feels, I guess. Can I what are you looking the, like that for, Jay? Yeah, can, can, I, can, I put the, the, can I drop the hammer on all y'all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really hammer. want – yeah, go ahead. The, the epitome of winning – the epitome of toughness, the epitome of the best ever, MJ. Charles Barkley criticized MJ. Well, MJ hasn't anymore. talked to Charles Barkley ass <laughs> since. Yeah, they're not friends. So, I'm sorry, what generation was MJ from? 
Oh, you're, so, you're, you're objecting to his generational categorization. 1,000%. Everybody's yeah. – every, this is how players live. We're built this way. Every generation has – you're Get more and less sensitive players. Right. Yeah. Like, and you could say, well, now players can hear it more than ever because of social media and players are raised through the lens of social media so more people have access to them and they react more. But let's stop acting like players weren't always sensitive. The greatest player of all time, Max, your guy. Mm-hmm. The toughest guy, the mm. the most mentally strong, little sensitive. is sensitive towards little Charles bit. Barkley saying he's a horrible GM and owner. Get out of here, Chuck, on that. And I love Chuck as my dude. It's not a generational thing. It's just the way it is. So, so let me ask yeah, you. I don't or, think I, – I, I said that, I said that hammer, man. on done. our call yesterday. I don't think it has anything I'm to done. do with being a generational guy. I'm out. Be- this is, because it just defeats everything that everybody says. I'm Jay is claiming a mic drop. All time. You know, like, I, I got it. Oh, he's sensitive. Hey, are you Gen X technically, uh, Jay? I'm millennial. Uh, see, I think a key. I noticed this. I think you're a little sensitive. Oh God! About Who, Jay? Yeah, Jay. Oh, about my his God. generation. See, you hear this. What I hear and what Key heard <clears throat> is a dispute between two players. One claiming the other sensitive. One dude's a little less sensitive than the other. What you heard, it's in my view, is one generation uh, criticizing another generation, and that's a generation that you belong to, right? Well, that's not what I. Yeah, it's what I heard because that's what he said. He did. That's I mean, part of we, what he said. We, yeah, but I don't, can we, can we but play I don't back the think, sound again so we can I, I actually think, hear what he said? Like I said, like I said before, whether it was this generation or Barkley and Jordan's generation, the player is going to be who the player is. That personality is going to be who that personality I'm is, no matter what generation it is. Exactly. That's just the reality. It has nothing to do with social media and the uh, heightened of, of more media. It has nothing to do with that because Charles Barkley was going to throw somebody through a window, whether it was today. Yeah. Or 30 years it ago. Wouldn't have, yeah, but, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been matter. in the metaverse but, either. He'd have really but, done it in the real world. Yeah, through a window. I got to push matter. back on your social media because you're not on social media and I am. I'm trying to tell you the way a lot of younger players are in today's game. They hear a lot more noise and they end up responding to a lot more noise because they like but, talking trash back. And people take that as them being sensitive. But that doesn't mean that they're sensitive. But at the same time, Jay, I know I am. Jay, I'm not a sensitive person at all whatsoever. But I used to check reporters when they said something in the newspaper yeah, exactly. and they got it wrong. We're on the same page. Hey, I, let me say this I'm real not quick. I'm a sensitive dude. I'm just going to put you in your place because yeah. you don't know what you're talking Before about. Before we get exactly. out of here, let me say this I'm real thing. I, I want to reconcile going? what you two are saying. <laughs> you, you're saying the same, same thing. thing. Yes. You're saying that within each generation, you have different types of personalities, some more, some less sensitive. I do think that every previous generation looks at the way technology affects the new generation and claims that now these kids are different than we were. But that was true of the baby boomers talking about Gen X. Of the, they, this, this is true. Every generation, the previous one points to, especially in the last few centuries, technology and says, aha, it's changing the generation. And, of course, it has some impact. But personalities are personalities, man. Chuck was going to be who he was in any era. Jay, I need you to help me with my phone. I don't know how to. JGM coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.